Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former D3 student athlete and co-host. Ryan, jam, two-man monster flush off the inbound. Ryan, jam, slam, jam. Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35. There is always plenty to run through, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Service from the heart to become your Realtors for Real Life is Team Anders Realtors' mission. Team Anders helps its clients find the home that best fits their needs and makes the process simple and fun along the way. Team Anders will be in close communication with you personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. They have served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. All right, here we go. Let's roll with episode 41. Hard to believe we are just a few shy of a full year of doing this already. Thanks to all of you out there who listen to us regularly. Lots of stuff to talk about. We can't get to it all this week, but as always, plenty of college football. NFL is going crazy. We got the baseball playoffs. We will talk a little bit about that. You got the NHL and the NBA creeping up on us. Next week, yes, already, hoops. We're going to get into a little bit of NCAA basketball, the Big Ten especially. I mean, the season tips off right around November 10th or so, somewhere, give or take. So, I mean, that is literally right around the corner. I mean, you're talking about, like, everything hitting at one time. Even the golf season restarted again after the Ryder Cup. We're kind of with the Ryder Cup sandwich between Ryan and I are playing American Dunes this Sunday. Classic new course here in West Michigan. we got to review that. We may have to have eight downs next week. I don't know. We're, we got just got a lot of stuff to cover, plenty to keep us busy for the next several weeks, which is excellent. But before we get any further, as we always start, let's go to the podium. Ryan, the lectern is yours. Yep. Um, MLB just ended its regular season yesterday. Uh, so I'll talk about the Tigers quick, something we don't normally talk about. But I, I thought I'd give the Tigers a little shout out and, and the bright spot that was the 2021 season for them, um, projected by almost an literally everybody to finish dead last in the AL Central, had the worst record in all of baseball, over 100 losses. Terrible team. Continue on that bad, bad play that they've had for the last three or four years. I mean, the Tigers were, they were a decent team this year. I mean, I'm trying, 77 and 85. I mean, that's not, I mean, it's not the playoffs, but that's not terrible. Um, you know, I think they found some key pieces that they can build around young guys that they can really just use as, as, as building blocks for their franchise and will probably help lure some good and big-time uh, free agents. They're looking at some shortstops. I think that's one of their positions of need, a guy for the Astros. And A.J. Hinch, I think he's the real deal. Um, I think he can help lure these guys in. I mean, this team could be in contention for the playoffs next year. I mean, they started 9-24 and this year, and after that they went 68-61. and um, That's pretty freaking impressive to me. And they were entertaining doing it, too. I mean, I never watched baseball. I didn't watch it in forever. And this year I watched the Tigers more than I have in a long, long time. Um, back, probably back when they were contending for American League titles. I mean, it's been, it's been a while. But it's, it's a franchise that's budding. I mean, they, they want, have one of the best farm systems in baseball. Um, really looking forward to see what they can do next year. I really hope that they can make the playoffs and get this – Detroit streak out of the way of being terrible um, and get back to where they were before and stay that way would be great. Yeah, looking forward to that, and it's always good to have something uh, to talk about in the summer, so the Tigers will hopefully give us something to talk about. All right, my take from the podium, I'm going to do a little to be continued from last week. So if you caught it last week, it was a little salty about people who call Michigan State Sparty, particularly people who didn't go there, especially people in the media. Well, I got to continue on the lack of respect. Now, not from the polls. Michigan State comes in, number 11. Phenomenal. Ryan and I were talking tonight at dinner. No way you would have asked either of us and we would have told you we would be ranked number 11 after five weeks of the season. No way. We, we would have hoped we'd be 5-0. Thought maybe 4-1 and at best. Probably likely 3-2. and But here they sit, 5-0. and We'll get more into Michigan State. But the lack of respect 
from one network in particular. And you know who I'm talking about. It starts with an E, and then there's an S, and then there's a P, and then there's an N. Screw you, ESPN. Your love fest for Michigan and Ohio State and a little bit of Penn State, but mostly Michigan, is ridiculous. Okay, yeah, big win for Michigan. First win Harbaugh has ever had as an underdog at Michigan, at Wisconsin. But let me remind you, Wisconsin is 1-3 now. It's their worst team since 1990. They're so bad that their backup couldn't unseat their starter, and you saw why when their starter got hurt. But yet, you'd think that they were next in line for a national championship. And ESPN is the one media outlet that is the most guilty of this every year. And yeah, you know what? Say Crimea Rivers, you know, Spartan fans, Sparty, you know, you're just complaining your little brother. I'm not little brother. You're my little sister. What I'm complaining about is how about a little bit of equal respect? Michigan State has done arguably more with at least a slightly tougher schedule than Michigan. Uh, We have a similar result, you know, won a couple road games. This is the first time Michigan went on the road. Yep, again, Wisconsin, tough place to play. But if you tuned in for that big noon game, which, by the way, is ridiculous because it's 11 o'clock central, the student section was half full for the first quarter, and partially because Wisconsin's not very good. But I'm just tired as a Michigan State grad and fan of the lack of respect continual. I, in fact, refuse to turn on ESPN anymore. I'm tired of either not getting talked about. You went to go look at scores to go see the box score the other night. Not a sign of Michigan State unless you clicked see all. Listening to the radio on the way back, late night drive home from East Lansing after the Western Kentucky game, they recap every single team that played a top 25 game, but not Michigan State. It's it's ridiculous, the lack of respect. Yes, for us, for Michigan State, it puts a chip on our shoulder. Ryan's got a little topic he's going to throw on that. That's just another chip on our shoulder thing. And we kind of play well from that perspective. But as a quasi-media guy here with a podcast for now 41 episodes, and Captain and Izzy agree upstairs, I'm tired of it. Do your job. Cover everybody equally. Stop with the SEC love fest. (laughs) Stop with the Michigan love fest. And cover it all, ESPN, or I want nothing to do with you. And I hope that Fox and CBS completely outbid you out of the equation for Big Ten going forward. All right. Now for our personal foul of the week. The last couple weeks, Ryan's been the one who's got to kind of dig in on the on the why. And I've told you the who. We're going to reverse it this week. He's going to tell you the who, and I will tell you the why. All right, this week, uh, personal foul is going to be Shane Lowry. Then after this, I, I'm going to give a, a, an extra personal foul. There's, there's a double flag. All right, double flag start. on the play. All right, so Shane Lowry, you know, I know that everybody's a golf fan. Probably not a lot of people necessarily caught this. But cry me a river, Shane. Go back to your whiskey. Go back to your, you know, your Irish pub. He complained, for those who missed it, about the gamesmanship shown by the Americans during the Ryder Cup, that the fans were... We're, you know, borderline booing them. The Ryder Cup's not like anything else, Shane. I realize it was your first one, but this isn't the the Open. This isn't the U.S. Open. It's not the Masters. It's not the Shriners, where everybody cheers for everybody and it's polite golf claps. It's the one time when we can not like the other side. It's the Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State rivalry. It's a rivalry, Shane. That's what it's about. Did some people cross the line? Undoubtedly, some people cross the line. And you know what? The PGA is cracking down on that because of the whole Bryson Brooksy thing. And they were tossing those people out. I'm sorry you couldn't have as many fans there because of this, fa- I mean, phantom, I mean, this virus, COVID, that's been going on now for 32 years. But the fact of the matter is, is you were on U.S. soil in the Midwest. We're probably a little salty because you kick our ass all the time. And we showed a little gamesmanship. And you're mad about the players doing, hey, it was inside the leather, whatever. That clearly got in your head, dude. That's what it's all about. So I'm going to throw the flag on you to learn a lesson. You do it your way when it's back in Italy in a couple years. We'll do it our way. Just shut up, Shane. All right, Ryan, what's the second personal flag? Yeah, bonus. Do yourself a favor. Google just Urban Meyer. That's all you got to do is look up Urban Meyer. A video will come up. Uh, Urban Meyer is, how old is he? Probably close to 60, right? I mean... Yeah, he's got daughters that are probably this Yeah, he's got kids. He's he's married. And he's at some bar in Jacksonville on Saturday dancing with some college girl. It surfaces on the internet and... and Was he he, Larry Kostowiak? The old coach from Iowa State? And he, uh, 
he got caught, and today he apologized um, at his press conference. I mean, picture super bad. Urban, is that what we're thinking? Yeah, like, <laughs> Urban's always just catching himself just in bad situations. It seems like no matter what, you just cannot escape Urban, yeah, the yeah. the bad things, the, the suspensions in college, the maybe cheating. I mean, having players that murder people and do drugs. I mean, it's insane. Um, just thought I'd throw that. Yeah, that's Urban, that's a, that's definitely personal foul worthy. Like, come on, if you know if you do that, somebody's gonna have a camera out because it's TikTok worthy or it's something worthy, social media worthy. Just, dude, keep it in your pants. Come on, <laughs> just behave. How hard is it? Behave, behave. You have daughters that girl's age for crying out loud. All right. Now let's get into it, as we always do with our four downs, although we're going to have to go back to Around the World here probably pretty soon because there's so many topics. So by the time we get to November, we'll go back to uh, Around the World, I think, to squeeze in that fifth topic. But first down, as we have been doing for the last several weeks and we will continue to do throughout football season, um, is let's take a spin around the Big Ten, maybe a little player of the week action, maybe a little team of the week action. Um, I'll start and pick a game, Ryan. We can kind of go back and forth. I mean, week five... Pretty much held serve for what we expected in our overall picks. In fact, everything held true except for in our original picks. Uh, Ryan and I both agreed that Michigan would go down to Wisconsin. That's when we th- thought Wisconsin would go 11-1. and one. They might go 1-11 and 11 at this rate. I'll, I'll pick that game, Michigan-Wisconsin. I picked on Michigan a little bit. I'm going to pick on you one other way, Michigan. Can the blue pants? Now, of course, I don't like Michigan, but the blue pants are not on your brand. They are not on your brand. One time, you want to look like a bunch of blueberries at home and wear all blue, fine. On the road, come on, Jimmy, do better. Your colors are maize and blue. If you want to do anything, you haven't been wearing the maize pants your whole time. You've been wearing the 70s white pants. Go to the maize pants, not the blue pants. You don't even look like Michigan. Aside from that fact, I'll give you, Michigan played really well that game. You know, We were at a tailgate for some of it, so we didn't get to see all of it. Clearly, they, they handled their business. Uh, Wisconsin made it a little bit of a, a run and made it a game at the end of the first half. It was 13-10, I believe, going into the half. Michigan made kind of a dicey decision to pooch a kick, trying to jump on a you know unaware guy and maybe try to get more points. And Wisconsin went right down the field, scored their first touchdown. And you know they had a little bit of life in them. And then Mertz got hurt, and then that was that was all you, all she wrote. Like I indicated up in my open, um, you know, Mertz not very great to begin with and Wisconsin struggled, but then they finally found their mojo, but you know, and, and there's a reason their backup hadn't taken the job, you know, not to take away from Michigan. They are off to a five and zero start. Ryan and I both had them as three and two at this point in time. Clearly they got a much worse than expected Washington team and a much worse than Wisconsin team, but you play with the cards that you're dealt. So I get that. Not taking anything away from you. You got some nice pieces and parts. I still want to see Cade McNamara, Minus, you know, he made a good long throw for a touchdown on that game. I think he had decent efficiency numbers, you know, 13 for 20-ish, 22, something like that, 100, 180 yards or so. You know, and Wisconsin's got a good run defense. But I'm telling you, if he can't show up and make more big plays with his arm against Ohio State, against Michigan State, against Penn State, you're not going to you're not gonna sit out there and, and do better than nine wins. You're just not. Um, but you do have a good run game. Your defense is, is better than advertised. Again, I withhold a little judgment because right now, arguably, it's a toss-up between Rutgers and Western Michigan who your better win is, um, and those are your two best so far. So you have plenty of chances. That's the good news. You know, coming up, you got Nebraska this week who absolutely throttled Northwestern. They were a little salty after the Michigan State yeah. blown loss. Then you've got um, a bye. Then you've got Northwestern, Michigan State, Indiana, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State. You know, Northwestern clearly not going to be much, but the Nebraska, the Michigan State, the Penn State, all on the road. Maryland even on the road. By then, who knows, Maryland might, you know, rise up from the ashes of this last weekend, which one of us will talk about. Um, but, you know, then you've got that big monkey in the room, elephant in the room, monkey on your back, uh, Ohio State. So let's not get ahead of ourselves too much, and the same can be said for Michigan State um, at 5-0. and Enjoy it, love it, but temper your enthusiasm a little bit, but still, nice win. Um, first trip away from Ann Arbor, got out of the confines, gets a little bit more real this week because the Sea of Red is a real deal, even when Nebraska's not very great, and you know that they want to turn the corner with the big win. They have not had, I don't. I think we talked about last week, they haven't really had any ranked wins, so nope. to speak, under Scott Frost. So 
It's going to be a night game. You know that they're frothing at the mouth for this one. So that's my take on uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, they might be lucky. To, well, fortunately, they play in the Big Ten West because the Big Ten West is dog meat. So they're probably going to scrape out six wins. But, wow, what a step back for them. Yeah, I mean, echo everything you said. I think this Wisconsin team I mean, is probably the worst in my lifetime. But, I mean, Michigan had an impressive win, no doubt about that. Um, old, we won't talk about Illinois. Um, they beat Charlotte, but it was close-ish. Um, yeah, my team of the week has got to be Iowa. I mean, we thought they couldn't play offense. We talked crap. Everyone talks crap about their offense. And they go and score, what, 51 points at Maryland, who's also undefeated. They kicked the living crap out of them. Nobody thought that no, anybody I mean, could they pick were, off Tulia, and they were, he had five picks. Yeah, he, they were three point, three and a half point favorite, and a lot of people were picking Maryland money line, Maryland to cover, mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was like the biggest game Maryland's had in a long time just because of sheer being 4-0. And it's a night game, Friday night, you're on the national stage, and then they go lay an egg. Seven turnovers, I think they had. I was six just forces turnovers left and right. Um, they're the real deal, I think. I mean, they're showing that they can survive offensively. Uh, that's all they need to do is really probably get 20 points, and they're going to win probably 10 games at the least. And that's in the Big Ten West that's very weak. Um Next week, I mean, we have that coming up here in a couple downs, but their biggest test yet in, in Penn State. And probably the biggest test that they have left, yeah, to be they honest. Don't, honestly, they don't really have any other tough ones that stand out to me. But, but yeah, you know, Penn State, I mean, they got Indiana back for last year, 24 nothing, um, dominated them from start to finish. Penix out indefinitely with a separated shoulder. That's not good for IU. I mean, Third injury and a potential season-ending injury in three years for Penix, yeah, which is too bad. not good. And I, I mean, I know I spoke really highly of him um, coming into the season. He hasn't been spectacular. I don't think he has as much around him. Probably not a great line. But, yeah, that was uh, Penn State's looking really good. I mean, they're number, what, four, and Iowa's three now. I mean, wow, that's pretty impressive. Um Ohio State beats the snot out of Rutgers. Just not. It wasn't even fair. It was like it was just it was it was that game to Rutgers was just like the Iowa game was to Maryland, except for it was a three thirty game on Big Time Out Network um, on Saturday instead. But yeah, similar score. What fifty two fourteen, fifty one fourteen, whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, not to take away from Rutgers because they played Michigan really tough and really shot themselves in the foot and probably should have won that game. And they're going to be a battle of a handful for Michigan State this weekend. I still think that they're going to get to six um, wins on the season, maybe even more. I mean, I think that they've they've got something nice there. They're going in the right direction. But, yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty epic fail. I mean, Ohio State got a chance to kind of get their defense going. The Stroud came back. Their offense just absolutely shredded Rutgers. Um, you know, that was uh, a little bit of a back-to-earth game for Rutgers and Maryland for sure. I think Indiana we've all seen, although they're where Ryan and I had them picked so far, actually, at 2-3 and three at this point. But it's hard to say. Tuttle, you know, he played in the bowl game last year and is okay. But he's it's a different dynamic than Penix, although Penix has been a turnover machine this year. It's kind of like um, Taylor Martinez for <laughs> but the Indiana – or Adrian Martinez, sorry, Taylor, for the uh, the East version – so you're kind of starting to see that reseparation a little bit of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and then the other three kind of at the bottom. I still think week to week anybody in the East could beat anybody. Um, if you get somebody that's a little bit on their heels, they're not really paying attention. They're kind of you know looking ahead, which you know there's a lot of those games coming up because Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, they all have yet to play each other, and none of them have played each other. So. Um, it's going to get really, really good here over the last six weeks of the season. Um, after this week, you know, I Penn State certainly will have had a run at it already, having played Wisconsin, Wisconsin and Iowa on the road. So they'll probably be the most prepared for it, to be honest. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what that what they do this week. You know, Purdue Minnesota was a was a cat fight, but you know, Purdue Pete couldn't hammer down the Gopher in the Whack a Mole game. Um, you know, Gophers kind of bounced Jekyll back from that. Is what yeah, Minnesota is I bounced mean. back from an awful loss last week. You know, they're kind of what they are. You know, we said seven and five. They're probably going to be right around in there, seven and five, six and six. You know, the West is what we thought it was. The West is a bunch of middling, mediocre teams, and we thought it was going to be Wisconsin, a little bit of Iowa, and then everybody else. And it's really Iowa and everybody else. Um, 
It'll be interesting to see how Wisconsin bounces back from this. That's two weeks in a row where they just absolutely got embarrassed. Um, Notre Dame and Michigan. Who does Wisconsin have this week? Illinois. It's a chance to get right. But then they got to play Army in a triple option type of thing. And I think Illinois beat Wisconsin last year. And you know Brett Bielema is going to want to get a little after his old team. So, man, I, I don't know. It could get worse before it gets better. I don't know how long um, Mertz is out, if he's out in He was in the hospital. Thing. I know that. For uh, you know, it was a chest injury. So, who knows? When you start messing with that, you wonder about something with a sternum, something with a collapsed yeah, lung. That's that's not a good football. thing. Um, you know, Northwestern, absolutely. Sorry, Wildcats. <laughs> You got the uh, anger of Nebraska after Nebraska blew it at Michigan State. They should have beaten Michigan State, and they blew it. Um, and they absolutely throttled you. And good on Nebraska because, you know, that's the kind of win that they needed. What are they? That puts them at, let's see, they play They're one, three, two, three. three. They're three and three. So, you know, they got a huge game this week. And then, you know, they still have to play at Ohio State, and then they still have to play at Iowa, too. But, you know, uh, they've got, or no, sorry, those are home games. They got all those games at home. Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State. You know, even if you start thinking if they got one and two, two and one in there, pretty they're looking at probably seven and five. Maybe even they could maybe get to eight and four. Doubtful, but they got to seven and five. All things considered, how they started the season, that would be pretty successful. So, you know, I think the Big Ten's kind of shape is starting to really take shape. You know, we're seeing who was a who truly a contender, who was a pretender. There's still a lot to be flushed out over the next couple weeks. You know. Team of the week, I think, yeah, you got to go with Iowa. I mean, you could give it to Ohio State for the way they, they've kind of dealt with some things, but Iowa heard all the disrespect, and like Ryan said, just put a you-know-what slapping on Maryland. Uh, they took the shell right off the turtle. He's just standing there naked, crossing his legs to cover himself like the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Um, you know, player of the week, I – we haven't even talked about Michigan State yet, Ryan, but I got to go with Jay Reed. I mean, the guy, he leads the nation in all purpose yards. Second game in a row is about six and a half minutes of game time, brought another one to the house. So, the basically, the game turner against Nebraska and the game starter against Western Kentucky. First time, I think it was the first time, I don't remember if it was the first time in the season or first time at back-to-back games for punt return for Michigan State since 1972. That's before I was born. Um, It had been 10 years since they had punt return for a touchdown before last week. Uh, Reed is just electric. He had one drop pass. Otherwise, you'd think he would have had closer to 350 to 400 yards of total offense. Um, That was the only mistake he made. You know, he's not the fastest guy. He's not a 4-3 guy, but he's got speed to burn when he's he needs it. He's got, he runs good routes. He's a good blocker. He's obviously key in the return game. We've yet, you know, he took a couple kicks. I think two of the kicks for about a total of 75, 80 yards. I mean, those are huge. You don't have to take it to the house every time, but if you're giving your team the ball in the 40, 45-yard line, I mean, so that's, he gets my player of the week as far as that game goes. You know, second half, I think Michigan State, Kind of half had their foot on the gas, half had their foot on the brake. I think they need to still have a little bit of that instinct that, hey, we put up 42, let's put up another 42, um, especially against a team like Western Kentucky. A lot of people go, ah, Western Kentucky, whatever. Their quarterback was legit, man. He was dropping dimes. And, I mean, he was throwing the ball in a bucket 30 yards downfield. Now, Michigan State gives up a lot of the soft underneath stuff. And to their credit, they do so with the hope that they will – force field goals down in the red zone, and they did that. And Western Kentucky came in, you know, hot to trot on one of the top scoring teams in the red zone, period, but mostly touchdowns, too. Like 80, I think it was 86% of their points in their drives that had ended in scoring were touchdowns so far in the season. And Michigan State held them to three field goals there in the first half. So, you know, they did a lot of bending, but they didn't break. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting. Teams will certainly try to kind of pick on that. Um but I give Michigan State's defense credit. You know, they, they stepped up when they needed to. You know, it's not easy to play an offense that legit. I was watching the, the play clock, which I don't usually do. But in six to eight seconds, when they were playing on their tempo, they were getting plays off in six to eight seconds. So that's no sub in, you know, three, four, five plays in a row if they're making those hitters. So, you know, I was impressed. Michigan State's offense definitely got it clicking back again. Um, Kenneth Walker is an absolute stud. He leads the NCAA in rushing still. Had three more touchdowns. I don't think he leads in rushing touchdowns, but 
The, the guy's cut ability is fantastic. Michigan State is a true one-two punch in a passing game and a ground game, which is great because we've been we've been longing for this for years now. Um, and it gives Michigan State a chance in a game when their defense maybe isn't great. And then last week we saw that their defense can give the offense a chance when it's on the shoes on the other foot. So um, still think Michigan State needs to put together four quarters. I thought they played three-plus against Miami. I thought they played three-plus against Northwestern. Youngstown, you kind of throw to the side. Nebraska, they played a pretty good half. I'd say they, they played a good half against Western Kentucky. That's the bright side for Michigan State fans. They're 5-0, and and they still, I don't think, have played their best football. But schedule does get a lot tougher now as well. So, Ryan, you got anything else to add? Yeah, just, uh, I was impressed with Michigan State's offense once again. I mean, like you said, we've been waiting for this offensive renaissance breakthrough at Michigan State. I mean, it's five years late, but I guess better late than never. Um, yeah, looking good offensively. It's definitely stuff to sure up um, on both sides of the ball, really. But um, impressed. I mean, like we said before, five. I mean, a month ago, a month and a half ago, if you said we were going to be five and zero, I would say you're crazy. Um, and ranked number eleven in the country. I mean, that's it's pretty good. So much more work to do. I mean, one game at a time. I think Rutgers is a very winnable game, but um, could be interesting. So, so yep, yeah, can't look ahead. I mean, there's a very real chance Michigan State could be. Seven or no going to the Michigan game. There's a very real chance they could be five and two. You know, you just you don't know. They don't have you know now the recruits that are coming in, and as he continues to build, there's going to be less of probably worry of that. But you know, things things can happen. We saw it against Nebraska when just one guy gets out of sync. Um, you know, and even the other night, he pulled the whole first string offensive line for a little while for a lot of the second quarter just because they weren't getting the job done. The second string offensive line did a better job. So. You know, there's there's things that need to get better. Um, we haven't even talked about the most ridiculous targeting call I've ever seen in, in mm-hmm. my life of targeting with the Cal Halliday penalty. I mean, just egregiously wrong. It's your chance when you go review it to overturn it. You want to throw a 15-yard and say it was personal foul, unnecessary roughness or something, fine. But to call that targeting and cost a guy a half of football, this is why the targeting rule has got to change. I mean, that is in a nutshell wrapped up with a bow why that rule needs to change so all right let's move to second down um as usual it's devoted to the rest of college football and it was a wild week i mean what were there five top 10 teams yeah, five top six 12 top teams fi- six or seven top 15 teams that lost um you know i'll start it off team of the week you, actually i wrote it down but then i was thinking there was actually two georgia and kentucky georgia because they absolutely curb stomped arkansas who was flying high from beating Texas, Texas A&M. A little dinged up coming in. But, you know, I saw a stat that was on right before we left for East Lansing that Georgia, I think, leads the country in points scored in the first half at going into that game, and Arkansas led the country in points allowed at zero in the first quarter. Sorry, not the first half. Georgia put up 21 in the first half, never looked back, absolutely throttled them. Their defense is for real. I think in back to whack. Then they play Vanderbilt last week, right? And that's yeah. ninety-nine to nothing in the last two weeks. So, yeah, I think Georgia has a very legitimate chance to unseat Alabama in that national championship. You know, there's lots of games to be played, um, and they still have to play Kentucky, and they still have to play Florida too. Which you know, rivalry games you never know. But how about Kentucky's second win in thirty? or so, maybe more years against Florida. First one, I think, at Kentucky. Yeah, um, long time. In a long, long time. Um, impressive. Shout out, H. Florida, again, sorry, you played Alabama tough, but you're perennially overrated. Um, I didn't get to see any of that game, so I can't speak to anything in particular from that. I will just say um, pretty typical that somebody in the East that you expect to do well falls flat. <laughs> it's often Tennessee, but... Um, I think it's pretty much, you know, once Georgia takes care of Kentucky, it's a, it's a cakewalk for them. They just need to not fall asleep at the wheel. And, and I think if Georgia gets through unscathed to the SEC championship game, they're and, going to the playoffs. And even There's if no they way. lost to Alabama, they'd go to the playoffs. So they are in no a way. driver's seat spot for that. But good on Kentucky. I think they're five and they're right? undefeated. Yeah. Undefeated. Um, you know, a couple basketball schools, Kentucky, and Michigan State, right up there in the mix. So, um, good to see you. Good on you, Wildcats. Um, Ryan, we got any other thoughts on that? Yeah, the I mean, echoes all that. I mean, Bama, uh, Saban's undefeated against his former assistant still. Uh, <laughs> blowout there against Ole Miss. 
was not um, as close as the score said. A team that, that has really surprised me, I mean, maybe they haven't played great teams so far, is Wake Forest. I mean, they're undefeated. I did bold projection. I mean, way too early for that. I still look at it because, you know, it's fine. I love sports. Sure. Um, but they have them as a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, a lot of people do. I mean, they probably are the best team in the yeah, ACC. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, that good for them. I like their coach a lot. Um, A&M has fallen from grace, thank goodness. I we predicted like that them. a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, we called that. I mean, I, I do not like Oklahoma's them. the next one to fall. Oklahoma, yeah. I, they almost lost to Kansas State, who has not been great lately. Oregon, with their normal letdown, um, once they get good, mm-hmm. to Stanford, who's okay at best. I mean, I look Not at the Stanford that they were in the mid-20s. No, no and, and, and it's funny. I, I saw the highlights today for the first time. Uh, of that game, at, at the end of that game, uh, that Sanford scored an untimed down to put into overtime, and that stadium was half full, maybe. I, I, there's so hardly Stanford? anybody there at Stanford, yeah, half full, um, which is pretty wild. My team, I'm really high on Cincinnati. Um, two huge, I mean, Indiana's not necessarily Alabama, but they're so a power pretty five, good team. power five team, and they go into South Bend and they beat them. Um, I think they have the clearest path to the playoff right now. I mean, if they win out, they're going to go. They have to. Uh, First loss for Notre Dame at home since Georgia in 2017. Yeah, it's been a long time. 26 or 27 game streak snapped. Um, I, I hope Cincinnati wins out. I mean, I just hope they don't get screwed over by the system, by the stupid SEC system. I think if they win out, they'll probably be the four seed in the college football playoff, which would be really cool to see um, how they do. I mean, they almost beat Georgia last year. Um, in the Peach Bowl, which would be pretty cool uh, if they were able to get there and maybe make some noise. Yeah, and it was funny. You know, last week I gave UCLA props for bouncing back after, you know, failing against Fresno, and then they went and got absolutely <laughs> whacked by Arizona State, the fighting Sun Devil illegal recruiters. Uh, I think Arizona State's probably in the driver's seat right now. I mean, it's early, but in the big Pac 12 South. The North is kind of a mess. Oregon's still the best team. Oregon's still, you know, if they won out, I they would definitely be knocking on the door. But if you figure Alabama and Georgia are shoe-ins, barring a catastrophe. And Cincinnati, now I think Cincinnati, unfortunately for them, they can't afford a loss. You know, like yeah, Georgia or Alabama could lose a game lose. and get in. Cincinnati can't. And Cincinnati could. They still have to play like SMU, Memphis. They've got to play some tough teams. So it could happen. But let's just say Cincinnati's kind of that third team. Well, the fourth team right now, how is that not a Big Ten team? It's got to be Iowa, right? the winner of the I mean, Big it's Ten. It's Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State. If you want to throw them in there, no way either of them are going to be in this mix at the end of the year. But Michigan, Michigan State, I mean, there's five Big Ten teams that are that have you know a legit eye on it at this point in the time of the season, whether it's legit in five weeks, who knows. But So where does Oregon fit? I mean, they they have no margin for error. They're really going to have to eyeball test it and beat the snot out of everybody else they play. Um, it's just a, it's a pity for the Pac-12 because they finally got that big win. They went on the road. They got Ohio State at Ohio State. You know, a team that everybody had in their top four. You know, for a college football playoff preseason. But you can't. It just goes to show you you can't put it on cruise control because the teams in your league are gunning for you every week. And you've got to find a way to win in weeks when things don't align for you. And going on the road, that's what, like Michigan State, I said they could very easily be 7-0 and in a couple weeks when heading into the Michigan game. They could very easily be 5-2 and because you just don't know. They're still, they're young men, but they're still quote-unquote kids. They're 18-22. to 22. It's easy to get caught up in your hype and the social media and all the ladies are digging on you and, you know, humping your leg like Urban Meyer at the bar. Um but, man, that just goes to show you because the margin for error for certain teams is so pretty minimal. is nil, and that, that's it for the Pac-12. I, I, I would be shocked at this point if the Pac-12 gets into the CFP yet again because I still think it'll be the Big Ten, two SEC, and probably Cincinnati. So Oregon's best chance is to win out and win out in a fashionably cool way and pray that Cincinnati loses. That's their only chance in. The good news for them is – Kind of, you know, beyond like who out of that pack of Big Ten teams in Cincinnati, there's not like any other clear cut teams that you have to watch out for, so to speak. Um, you know, there's a fair amount of parity there, a lot like the NFL, which we'll get to in a couple minutes. But 
Um, it's why we love college football and, and, you know, why we love to, that's why we love March Madness. You know, that's a one shot deal too. It's the same type of thing, you know, one and done. It's kind of getting to that point now where early losses might not hurt you so much. Yeah. Late losses definitely hurt you and a second loss is death. And it depends on where you are in, in terms of if you can take that loss at all. So that is college football. Uh, it's always crazy. It's going to continue to be crazy. I don't think we have as many games we'll get into it, um, at least not in the Big Ten this week. It's a very heavy bye week. Actually, the next two weeks are very heavy bye mm-hmm. weeks before everybody really starts to play the rest of the way out. But um, lots of stuff to keep our eyes on going forward. All right, so for third down, we'll jump to the NFL. Next week we're going to have, as we previewed, a little one more course review for the season. American Dunes, a, a new course here in West Michigan. Jack Nicholas course. You know, all the profits go to um, Folds Honor. of Honor. Uh, very military heavy. They play taps at 1 o'clock every day. Everybody stops, takes their hat off for the playing of taps. I mean, it's I can't wait for the experience. We're going to get there extra early to take it all in. We will let you all know about it. Um, but in terms of third down this week, NFL Week in Review, the Lions, what can you say? They're the Lions. I was listening in the car as I was going to playing Dad Uber and going to pick up Ryan and East Lansing. And they get they give up. You know, they make Justin Fields look like he's an all pro, which he hasn't looked that way. They go right down the field and on back to back plays they had a borderline interception that was called incomplete. And then they fumbled the snap. Chicago next play hits a sixty three yard pass. Before you know it, it's 14 nothing. Lions drive down the field again. I think they turn it over again. Mm-hmm. Drove down the field again. Didn't get on fourth down. I mean, they got in the red zone a lot. Twice. Uh, it's the first time that I questioned. I thought Dan Campbell had them go in the right direction. Twice he passed up on field goals that would have made it a one-possession game, especially in the fourth quarter. He went for it on fourth and four, down 10 with like four and a half minutes to go. All your timeouts, two-minute warning. Kick the damn field goal. Do the math. Unless your kicker was... On COVID, and he, he didn't exist, and you were going to have to go out there, take the three points. It was like a 40-yard field goal. It's not a sure thing, but it's it's a, probably a surer thing than Jared Goff on fourth and four. Kick the field goal, you know, put it on your defense, see if they can get some stops, use your timeouts, then you got a chance. They had no chance when they went for that fourth down. I, I don't understand it. They're at a crossroads. They play Minnesota this week. Minnesota's one and three, and very arguably could be three and one. They looked pretty, yeah against the Browns this week, only scored seven points, um, just could not get it clicking. But, you know, they lost in the first week to Cincinnati when they fumbled, going into position to kick the game winner in overtime. They lost on a missed kick in week two at Arizona. I, I mean, the Vikings, at this the rate the Lions are playing, Kirk Cousins is just going to carve them up, and they're going to be 0-5. Mm-hmm. And like Ryan said, they could be 0-17. 0-17 watch, yeah. And I just – it's a crossroads for that staff to see, can they get the team to respond? I get it. They got kicked in the nuts with that loss to Baltimore. But you know what? Whatever. You're professionals. You're not college kids. Get over it, right? You're getting like, paid to do this. You're getting paid to do this. Get over it. And injuries happen. They happen to everybody. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I thought, in fact, I lost some money because I picked the Lions to win in a parlay. Shame on me. Um, that that would be the time to do it. You know, rookie quarterback who's probably struggling as much as any of those first round rookie quarterbacks have struggled. Um, minus Mac Jones, who's looked really good, honestly. Um, and yet the Lions just go lay an egg. So I I don't know if they don't I don't know their schedule. I have it in front of me. Well, but if they don't beat Minnesota this week, it's going to get rough. It, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's top ten, maybe five. Honestly, hardest in the NFL. Um, I mean the Jaguars are also terrible. They have they're winless. Um, I, they might they might be a fight for the first pick. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. I mean I'm looking at the Lions schedule. I mean at Minnesota, home against the Bengals, <laughs> at the Rams. Home against the Eagles, at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland. Home against the Bears. Home against the Vikings, at Denver. Home against the Cardinals, at Atlanta, at Seattle. Home against the Packers. That is not easy. I don't see a win in there. A Garrett. Not I mean, the way they're maybe playing. the Falcons or Eagles. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Bears on Thanksgiving. That's pushing it. Uh, speaking of bad teams, the Jets. I don't know how the hell they beat the Titans at Tennessee. That's weird. Yeah, thanks, Tennessee. You cost me. That was supposed to be the surest thing you can see. Six-point favorite. 
All you didn't do was cover. If you covered that six points, I would have won some good money. It's just like, yeah, I mean. They're terrible. They're I get it. Their receivers are hurt and stuff. But Tannehill still threw for like 260. Yeah, and you know, the big game. Their defense. Yeah. Just at home to the Jets. I mean, you made Zach Wilson. It's like the Lions. You made Zach Wilson look good. And I, I, mean, I think he'll be okay in time. But it's the Jets. It's the Jets. They're not very good. Like, you know, the Thursday night game last week was actually a really good game. Bengals and Jags, um, two guys that went at it in the national championship game a couple years ago. Burrow got the best of them. I thought Lawrence probably looked the best that he's looked. So these guys are they're coming along. They're the fun. Jags just don't have they just don't have the horses. I mean, I think that in time, or like if they had an ETN and, yeah, and if they had ETN's more weapons, I, I think the Jags are going to go in the right direction as long as Urban stops letting college girls hump his leg. Yeah. Um, you know, the Bengals, though, they're an up-and-comer. Like, these teams with young quarterbacks are up-and-comers. And Jet, I mean, the the Chargers. So, uh, yeah, so where do the Lions go? I mean, Goff's only, like, 26, yeah, but I watch issue. him play, and he's how an was issue. he the number one pick in the draft? He's horrible. I just... He's a bad quarterback. That's my fear, is the Lions are going to get the number one the pick in the draft, they're going to take the best available quarterback, but he's going to be like a Goff. Which is, this draft class may be the worst for quarterbacks in a very long time. And, you know, nobody's... Uh, Unbeatable. The Rams got absolutely throttled yeah, they by the Cardinals. For the first time. You know, I mean, like, so that's the fun part is the parody that we've talked about on the podcast the last couple weeks in the NFL. That's not going to go away. I mean, a lot of people probably thought Brady would go to New England and just whip up on on uh, the Patriots. No, Mac Jones looked good. I mean, Folk missed a kick inside the last minute that would have given them a twenty to nineteen lead. You know, who knows? Brady probably would have let him down the field anyway. But still. Um, you know, New England doing New England things. Their defense kind of stymied him all night. He only, they had only had one touchdown. They had kicked four field goals. Um, yeah, I mean, tonight's a great game. Raiders and, and Chargers should be a fun one to watch. You know, NFL's fun to watch because of that reason. You know, the Packers and, and Steelers. Steelers kind of hung in there a little bit against the Packers. Packers are going to run away with the uh, NFC North, though. I mean, well, I think the Bears are 2-2. Two and two. Minnesota's 1-3. and three. The Lions are 0-4. Yeah. Um, Minnesota's likely to get to two and three, and I still don't think that. I think that you know they're at least a, a, a like a nine and eight type of team that's got an outside shot at the playoffs. I don't think that the Bears do. No. Um, no way. So the Packers are going to run with the North again. Um, Never and heard that before. They just. I mean, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, um, and, and I mean, yeah, the, it's not good for the Lions. A uh, team that's this has been impressive to me. Uh, I I don't like them personally, but they've been impressive. That's Dallas. Um, yeah, they've they improved have. a lot. I mean, defensively, Dan Quinn has them a lot better. I mean, Dak looks really good. Zeke even looks better. I mean, they they've got, got a good one-two punch with Pollard. Great yeah. receivers. I mean. Mm-hmm. They look good. They, I think, they're definitely the best team in the NFC. Or, yeah, the NFC East. I mean, the Eagles aren't great. The Giants are not good, and the yeah, they finally got their first win. Okay, I mean, yeah, Washington but, to do a nice comeback against the Falcons. Yeah, so I think they. I mean, when I feel like when they're good, the NFL is better. Just I mean, it's, it's a brand, right? I mean, America's team. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think that I've noticed this week. I mean, I've been I haven't really paid that close attention to it because I don't really see their games. Um, but I did yesterday watch a little bit of it, and I I think I'm on board. I think Big Ben, this must be his last season because he sucks. He's terrible now. Yeah, he's he can't move. He's, he can't make throws. He needs to be done. They've this got season. some talented receivers. They've, They've got, got some talented great receivers. Great running back. Najee Harris. Harris is a great back. Their defense is always back. solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mike Tomlin is one of the most consistent coaches in the NFL. I don't think he's ever had a losing season since he's been there since 07. Here's an idea. We'll give... Goff to the Steelers for T.J. Watt, straight up. Another pass rusher for the Lions. Right. You, Goff fits the Steelers what they like, and I mean they've had a Roethlisberger has never. I mean he's yeah, he's, he's a all a famer, but he's never been a world beater. I mean he's got a lot of wins. He's got a lot of, but he's also played for Ryan's whole life. I remember Ryan had a Roethlisberger jersey way back in the day. Um, you know he he won a Super Bowl. Big Ben did some good things there, but I'm telling you straight up just. We'll do that, and we'll figure something out. We'll either, you know, when Deshaun Watson comes back out of prison or something, we'll go grab him. You know, we'll find somebody, you know, get Superman Cam Newton, let him fill the gap for a couple years. I don't know. Just find a way to get rid of Goff, find a good quarterback down the road. Hell, get Kirk Cousins. I mean, he, he at least completes his passes down the field a little bit more than Goff, I and mean, there's a similar type of quarterback. But, um, yeah, that's 
right there. Let's do it. That way they can get out of Big Ben. They've got a quarterback to go forward with that will fit their play-action system. We'll be good to go. Yeah. Uh, and then just staying on NFL, um, Buccaneers get the Brady's happy ending there in Foxborough. Uh, Patriots hung tough. They look decent. I mean, I think the AFC East is kind of a crapshoot, to be honest with you. Bob uh, Bills. I mean, yeah, aside from them, but I feel like, other than that, it's pretty even. I mean, the Bills are kind of on another world. I mean, I think they're probably the most impressive team right now to me in the NFL. It's the Bills and everybody else there. And then the Bills, I mean, kicked themselves. If they had not lost to Pittsburgh, who's the Pittsburgh's only win, um, you know, the Bills would be 4-0 and by far the best team. And they probably had 3-1 and or so the best team. And they've outscored opponents something like 70 to nothing the last two weeks. Yeah, sweep for Brady. Um, becomes the NFL's all-time passing leader in New England, not playing for the Patriots, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Get the win. Um, him and Belichick had a nice moment there at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, the Buccaneers are freaking legit, obviously. They, lot, they're they losing guys might, they're in the secondary. Might be out. He might be out a while. Apparently he has, like, cracked ribs and, like, a punctured lung or something. And their secondary is taking some hits, too. They yeah. lost another guy in the secondary. I mean, so much so that they brought Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman off the... Out of retirement. Yep. So it, it'll be interesting Patriots to see. There. Every, every team has their, their cross to bear. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the cow, the way the Cowboys played the Bucks in the first week. You know, there's... Cowboys, Rams, Cardinals, Cardinals Bucks. Rams. You know, I mean, there's some good, there's Packers some good teams. Great, like Packers, I mean, yeah. It'll be interesting. Fun. This is, a, I think, this is, I, I maybe because of COVID last year, and it just didn't feel the same with fans. I think, like, I love watching the NFL this year. It's been great. It's been fun. Um, so entertaining too. It's it's great. Can't wait for. I mean, we're f- four weeks in. There's thir- fourteen weeks left. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is very cool. All right, fourth down. We're going to have a two-minute drill this week, too, but let's jump to our pick em. Ryan, how did we do last week? How are we doing, and what are, what are our games this week? Yeah, so uh, I went 10-2 and two last week. You went 9-3. and three. Uh, On the season, I am 62-11. and 11. You are 59-14. and 14. Um, Yeah, we got some good games this week. I mean, um, dial it down a little bit because it's not as many Big Ten games, so I added some, a few other ones and then a few NFL games in there that are standouts, and then the Lions, of course, but... Um, yeah, we'll start. Uh, Maryland, Ohio State. Um, I think it's at noon. It's at Ohio State. Maryland's coming off the thumping. Ohio State just thumped somebody. Ohio State's, I think they're going to do the same Iowa did to them. I, I think, I don't think, like, I, I've said it for a while, Maryland's not great. I mean, they're better than I thought they would be, but they're not good. Yeah, we, we had them going 3-2-10. and two and 10. <laughs> oh, and 9 in the That's Big Ten. That's more out of spite. Uh, yeah, uh... I don't think it's going to be as bad as the Iowa game last week, but whatever Ohio State has given, pick Ohio State to cover. They'll cover. I think it's like 21, 21 and a half right now. I think Ohio State covers easily. Yep. Uh, Michigan State-Rutgers could be an interesting one. Michigan State owes Rutgers from last year, uh, in my mind. Um, Shiano's doing some crap talking. I'm trying to pull up the tweet here. So this is from his press conference. Other Rutgers coach Greg Shiano asked about Mel Tucker using keep shopping. And quote, we've been doing keep shopping since 2005. Funny how things get tucked away and then come out. That's become much more than a word in this program. We really live by that big part of our culture. Well, we've been doing it. You didn't stay there the whole time, Shiano, and you didn't trademark it, you didn't copyright it, you didn't patent it, so shut up. Oh, Bolton. That sounds like somebody trying to deflect criticism from getting their ass whipped by Ohio State last week. Bolton board material there. I think Michigan State wins this game. Uh, I honestly, like... Two weeks ago, I would have said maybe not, but I think Michigan State's going to win this. I think it's going to be like 21-17, to 17, but it's going to be a win. Um, and Michigan State's going to be bowl eligible six weeks into the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think at, looking at our schedule at the beginning of the year, we actually had Michigan State losing to Rutgers um, in a road game. That was before we thought Michigan State was quite as playing as well as they are now, I think. Um, Michigan State's got the offense to keep – Rutgers on their heels, you know, they hung with Michigan because Michigan's fairly one-dimensional. Ohio State is very, you know, is more powerful than Michigan State, but is very two-dimensional, just like Michigan State is with through the air and on the ground. I agree. I think it'll be a little bit close. I think Rutgers is going to be salty after getting their butt kicked, but I think Michigan State is very focused, and I don't think that they've played their best football yet. You know, asking for a score later in the week, but I think Michigan State wins. Not sure that they cover the seven or so that they're favored by right now, though. Uh, the Bielema Bowl, Wisconsin-Illinois. It's at Illinois. Wisconsin's played like dog crap. Man. 
Illinois is going to win this game. I'm going to go out and say that right now. I think Wisconsin's beaten down. They're hurt. They're low. And Illinois is something to prove. They're trying to build themselves back up. Bielema knows that program better than anybody else. He wants to beat them. Illinois is winning this game. Yeah, and they beat Nebraska already. They yeah. lost to UTSA, which we thought was a joke, but UTSA is They're actually ranked team. now. Um, UVA, oh, UVA, we forgot to talk about them. How about that game against yeah. Miami, the doink yeah. by Miami? It was Miami this time instead of Florida Sweet State. Miami. Wide right or wide left with a kick. And then that catch that UVA had, you know, the receiver where he didn't even know he caught it, where the, he bobbled it in the end zone. If you didn't see it, an unreal highlight. Um, and that was another example of Miami doing Miami things. So UVA, though, long story short, was a was a good, pretty good team. You know, they almost beat Maryland, Illinois did, which had been people's first sign that Maryland was not going to be that great against an Iowa. You know, they almost beat Purdue. They, they've been close. I, I want to go with what Ryan said, but Illinois got Wisconsin last year. I believe that was also in Champaign. I, boy. I guess it depends on if Mertz plays or not. That's the wild card I don't know about. And but because I got to make up some ground on Ryan, I'm going to stick with Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's, you know, they're wounded, but I think that they're going to be able to run the ball on Illinois. Um, I think that's probably Illinois' weakness, having watched a little bit of their games. So, um, but it would not shock me to see Illinois win that game. Yeah, agreed. Uh, probably the game of the week, uh, not game day, but I think it's probably the should of the week. be Penn State Iowa. Um, at Iowa, Kinnick. Um, That's not a noon game. No, is 4 p.m. Okay, kick. Good. Um, I think this is going to be a good one. These 11 o'clock games central is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Hopefully, maybe one of the best of the year um, in the Big Ten. And Iowa's riding high. Penn State's riding high. I think Iowa's defense is going to be the difference in this game. Iowa's going to win this. I think it's going to be like 20 to 17, low scoring, smash mouth Big Ten football. What we love to see. Old school. Yeah, another tough one. I mean, we we both picked Penn State to beat Iowa before the season started. I would say Penn State's a little bit more prepared in the fact that they've gone on the road and they've beaten Wisconsin, albeit now we know Wisconsin not that great. They beat a pretty decent Auburn team at home. Not a great Auburn team, but a, a pretty good Auburn team. And uh, on one hand... I want to say stick with that preseason pick, but, man, what I'm seeing from Iowa, I think they know if they get past this one, barring a absolute catastrophe, they probably go into Indy 12-0. I agree. I think Iowa wins this game. I think it's going to be a rock fight. I think it's going to be low scoring um, unless some turnovers turn the tide. I just I think Iowa's going to take this game, so I'm with you. Yeah. Um, U of M, Nebraska, night game in Lincoln, Sea of Red. Um, I think this could be a potential trap game for Michigan. Um, Nebraska is kind of pissed. They want to get back to their national recognition. They've lost some games they probably shouldn't have. Um, you know, I, I think that Nebraska is going to give them a scare. I think it's going to be close. I don't know how, like, within a touchdown. I think Michigan escapes this game. in my Like, that's what I, if I were to put money on it, and for this I'm going to say that, but Deep down, I feel like Nebraska might have it just because of a running quarterback. Michigan hasn't really seen that yet, but who knows? I mean, I, I'll say Michigan because they're they're be- they're better right now. They're ranked, so we'll go I mean, North, Nebraska's playing significantly better than in that Week One loss. You know, talk about want a mulligan. I want a breakfast ball and go back and get it again. I don't think that they would have lost to Illinois again had they played it again. You know, not just because of who I am as a fan. Do I want? You know, to see Nebraska win, I it would not surprise me. I think it's Nebraska's kind of like Dallas, right? Like if Nebraska's good, it's good for college football because they're, you know, now it's been a while, you know, since the 90s really since they were that good. But, you know, Nebraska's one of those brands that's known. It's like Oklahoma. It's like Texas. It's like USC. Um, yeah, I, I think Michigan's riding high. It would not surprise me one bit to see Nebraska take it to them. I think it's actually going to be probably a fairly low-scoring game. I think Nebraska's got a good run defense. I mean, we saw that they bottled up Walker probably better than anybody has. They're a good tackling team. Um, they're coming off a big win against Northwestern. They're feeling good about themselves. It's a night game, black shirts. As long as they don't pull out those little reds, I'm going to go for it. 
not not because I don't like Michigan. That has nothing to do with it. I just think that i got to take a chance to kind of catch up to Ryan. Either I'm going to catch up to him or I'm going to fall away behind him. Mm-hmm. I think if this was at Michigan, I think it's a no-brainer. I think Michigan wins. But I think that second road test, probably a much bigger test than Wisconsin. I'm going to go with Nebraska in overtime. No, I like it. Uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Red River shootout, which it should be called. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Cotton Bowl. Oklahoma wins this game. I don't like Texas. I don't believe in them. Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Oklahoma. I think it's going to be close. I mean, you, you always see this game is always close. The better team doesn't necessarily always win. Um, you know, Texas has been doing some things, but they're kind of a roller coaster. I'm going to go Oklahoma as well. Uh, Arkansas, Ole Miss, uh, two teams might be beaten up from last week. Uh, I think Ole Miss high-powered offense gets them through this game. Could be close, though, but I, I don't know. I think Matt Corral is probably the front-runner right now for Heisman. They get it done. Repeat the game. Arkansas, Ole Miss. Arkansas, Ole Miss. Oh, the battle of the teams that got beat last week. That's right. Yeah, I'm going to go Ole Miss. All right, uh, last college game of the week. It, it probably won't be – it's a no-brainer. Um, Georgia versus Auburn. Auburn went to LSU and won. That was impressive. Bo Nix Hadn't actually, done it since 99. Bo Nix actually played decent football for Another phenomenal play if you want to go look up highlights from the last weekend. His touchdown pass when they were down 10 nothing. I think it was. Yeah. The first half was pretty spectacular. Yeah, but and they get the win. Um, I, I'm going Georgia here. Like we talked about earlier, hottest team in America aside from Bama. Um yeah, they're they're too good. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Auburn is feeling they're good. Okay, I think I think you know they've played some tough teams. You know, they went on the road to play Penn State. I think they'll be ready for it. But I think Georgia gets this game. I just think I think Georgia, in my mind right now, it's a one one a maybe still. But I think Georgia's a smidge better than Alabama even right now. Yeah, uh, Lions Vikings. Oh dear God, Vikings. Yeah. Cousins is going to look like he's going to light him up. He's going to Justin throw for Jefferson, 400 yards. Thielen, yeah, it's not going to be fair. They're pissed. Game over. It's all. It's already over. Yeah, I um, agree. Ram Seahawks. That's a big game. Um, I think it's Thursday night. Honestly, I, if I remember correctly, unless I was seeing things. Uh, Stafford versus Russell Wilson. Big game. Rams are good. The Seahawks have been okay. I don't think they have enough weapon. I think they have good receivers, but I don't think they have enough in their backfield and. Tight end wise, and it's okay. I I don't remember where it is. I think it might be in Seattle. I'm going Rams. I like I like what Stafford's doing. They've got great receivers. They've got a great defense. Yeah, I'll go with the Rams there. I think that's probably a pick 'em type of game. But I'll you know, and I I don't know if it's in Seattle and it's rainy. Maybe it's the Seahawks win. But I'll, I'll go Rams. Bills versus Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. That's a, a big game. Yeah. Rematch of the AFC Championship. Josh Allen gets revenge here. Bills are the best team in football, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes had five touchdown passes last week. The Chiefs took care of the Eagles. They kind of got off the schneid. They're two and two, though. Um, would not surprise me to see the Chiefs win, but I agree. I think the Bills are legit. The Bills are legit. I think that uh, that we could be on the cusp of another four year in a row run to the. Super Bowl, but maybe this time with a win. So I'm going to go Bills too. Yeah, uh, that's it this week. Please, please get involved. Uh, we need more people. Either Ryan or I are going to spend that fifty dollar gift card. Otherwise, so yeah, JG, so. you can't just quit playing and win either. You gotta, you gotta keep going. Yeah, it's uh, all about win percentage. Baby. Two minute drill now. We're doing baseball. We don't usually talk about baseball, but it's playoff season. The October Classic, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, baseball picks, wild card game tomorrow. Red Sox Yankees, the biggest rivalry in all of baseball. That'll be good TV. Yeah, and then Wednesday, um, we got Dodgers-Cardinals. Classic um, game. Yeah, I, I'm going game one, Sox-Yankees. I'm going with the Sox. I hate the Yankees. I don't like the Sox either, but I like the Sox more than I like the Yankees. I think the Yankees get that done. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers-Cardinals, I'm going Dodgers. I think that they are they might be the third best team in baseball, honestly. I mean, what, they, yeah, Wainwright's a stud, you know, for a one game. That's the beauty of a one game, a wild card, you know, or back in the day when, you know, you, they didn't have all the extra rounds of the playoffs and whatever and you had a tie somewhere. That one game, anything can happen. That's what makes it so riveting and exciting to watch. It's like game seven on steroids. I'm going to go Dodgers as well. I just think the Dodgers have too many weapons. Yep. Uh, and then ALDS, uh, we got White Sox, Astros. I mean, that could be a good series, but I think the Astros are better than the White Sox from what I've seen. I mean, the Tigers played the White Sox tough every single time, had their number for the most part. I'm going to Astros yeah, here. I'm going to go with Astros as well. Um, Rays versus Red Sox for me would be Yankees for you. 
Um, the Rays, I think, are pretty freaking good. Um, they're going to get back to the ALCS and maybe even the World Series. They want to get that win because they want to keep Champa Bay, Bay going, right? Yeah. They want to have they want to hold the trifecta of everything but the NBA title at one time, which would be NBA, pretty remarkable. So. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. And then, what, Tampa and the Astros for both of us? Yeah, I'm going Tampa, yeah, Tampa. Uh, getting back to the World Series there. Um, and then moving over to the NL, um, we've got let's see what we got here. The Dodgers, uh, we've got Dodgers versus Giants, uh, division yeah, rivals. Division there. Rivals in. Um, Giants barely won that Giants division straight out. Let it let it go a little bit at the end. I think that continues. Dodgers are going to get to the AL or the NLCS. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you know a couple weeks ago I said I thought the Giants were probably your team to go all the way, but they kind of floundered when they got that early clinch in September. Maybe they rested guys. I don't know if that's a good idea at this point in time. I, th- I think I read they've got a couple of key injuries. I think the Dodgers are loaded up for October, so I, I got the Dodgers yeah, in that series as well. Their roster is so good. Uh, Braves Brewers uh, could be a fun one. The old Milwaukee yeah. Braves. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Braves. Brewers here. I think they're a good baseball team. I've watched them play. Yeah, I'm going Brew Crew. I always liked them Brewer, when they were in the... Brewers Dodgers for the NLCS for the pennant. I mean, this could be interesting. I'm. I think the Dodgers are better than the Brewers are, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna go Brewers here. I think they get to the to the World Series here. I think they. It's gonna be all East Coast this Steal year. Steal my thunder. I I agree. I think Milwaukee because I think it's gonna be a battle of the two most recent title holders. The the Tampa with the NHL title, Milwaukee with the NBA title. Who's gonna grab that? Baseball title to kind of be the the feather in the cap. I mean, you got they're not Green Bay, but I mean Milwaukee, but they're Green Bay. I mean Milwaukee's got the Packers, they got the Bucks, they got the Brewers. Don't have a hockey team. It's kind of opposite down in Tampa. They don't have the NBA team. Um, I think that would just make for a lot of great sports stories. So I'm going to yeah, go same thing. Agreed. Tampa and, and the we got Tampa and the Brewers. Um, I'm going Rays. They they turn Tampa into the big time title town, triple title yeah. town. I agree. Triple title town, seven game series. Yeah, that'd be great. Sometime in mid October, November. By the by, the way it goes usually. That'd be great. Which is kind of ridiculous. That's it. Two minute drill over. Two minute drill over. All right. Let's end as we always do with the sprint. As we've started, I come up with these questions now without even telling Ryan. I amuse myself in the process. The last one I'll warn you now is probably a little bit rated R, so if you get easily offended, just don't listen. <laughs> well, let's first start with a, the mana question of the day. Favorite tailgate food? Dang, that's that's a really good question. Mm, I got to go with just the classic just bratwurst. I mean, that's just, it's warm. It, when it's a cold day, especially it fills you up. Uh, it sounds so good. I'm going to go, uh, we haven't had this in years. We've never made it, but I've had it before. Deep fried turkey. Oh, that, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, funny. I'm going with that. We're going back and forth at this time to change it up. Best Halloween candy? Oh, good. That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I think the the small ones, I think they taste better than the big ones, to be honest with you. I'll go with that. That was always my favorite. When I was I'm going mini Butterfingers in a lot of them. Yeah, good stuff. Good Better stuff. not lay a finger on my Butterfinger. Will... Kenneth Walker, K-9, great nickname, by the way, or Jaden Reed be a Heisman Trophy finalist? I would love to say yes, but I'm going to say no because of the disrespect for Michigan State. And it comes out of ESPN. It comes out of just the media in general, national media. Reed, but I, I'd like to hope Reed so. doesn't even have odds. Walker's plus 3,000 to, to win it. I don't think either of them would win it. Um, if Walker stays on this pace, I think there's no way you can keep him out of the top five. I agree. I don't think he's going to get any hype until the end. I think he's going to be kind of that last also guy. So I'm going to say yes, I think Walker's got a shot, although I think Reed is every bit as good. Yeah. And finally, the rated R one. F, Mary or kill. Rachel Green, Monica Geller, Phoebe Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I hate Phoebe, so I would probably have her dead. Um... I, let's marry Monica because she's just Rachel's. She's a good cook. She's stupid. Rachel's stupid, and then you know the yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I man, I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Although I'm gonna go marry Rachel Green. I think you know, nice little eye candy. She still looks good in her fifties. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to f Monica when she's skinny before she gets fat. 
<laughs> I have to kill Phoebe because she's so damn annoying, and I wouldn't even know if it's she or her sister. So there, we had to have a little bit of fun with that one this week. Came up with that while we were walking out of Olive Garden tonight. All right, Ryan, give us some final social media reminders. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Final Score Thirty Five. Um, yeah, you know the drill. Thanks for listening. Keep giving us stuff. We're doing hoops next week. So pumped for that. I mean, basketball. There's college basketball this month. Preseason basketball. I don't give a crap. I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for the rest of the football season, both NFL and college. Let's do this thing. Yeah, and baseball. Even the, I mean, the the playoffs are fun and, to and watch. Baseball is fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Get on Twitter. Come on. Get your picks and play. Let's go. Holler at us with topic ideas, although as we've covered, we've got plenty for the next, really, several months. We do still have space for more sponsors, so feel free if you're interested. Pretty low cost to get you on here and get you some some ears anyway. And speaking of sponsors, thank you again to Team Anders Realtors, our presenting sponsor. Learn more about how Team Anders can help you with your realty needs at teamanders.com. Meantime, as Joey once said, What's not to like? Custard? Good. Jam? Good. Meat? Good.